0: Hello, it's me, Todd Johnson, your host from the podcast series Winning with Todd Johnson. So, hey, listen, I am so excited that you've taken the time to join uh, me here today on this podcast to look at passion. Passion, passion, passion has always been a big commodity or hot attribute as it pertains to winning in selling so hey listen let's dive right into it so we have to develop or find a working definition for passion and i'm a pretty simplistic man simple guy and here's my definition of a passion is passion is how one displays how they feel about something here again passion is how one displays how they feel about something or an object. And so quite frankly, the easiest way to kind of define what something is, is to define what it shouldn't be. So I'll go ahead and take a stab at that. Here again, the easiest way to define what something is, is to define what it should not be, at least as it pertains to winning. Okay, so here we go. Passion is not obtrusive. That there again, passion, passion, should not be obtrusive. What passion should not be, uh, to the point where you're bombarding someone, a potential customer, with your feelings. That's not passion. That's being obtrusive. Um, and we need to understand that because what happens in the whole process of selling you don't wanna come across to a customer as being obtrusive. I've seen this play out so many times where uh, a young sales representative is excited about their why and you have to develop your why in order to really have authentic passion. You have to know why you're doing what you're doing to really be passionate about what you're doing. But back to what I was saying, I've seen it played out so many times where a young representative uh wants to convey a message and they come across as being overzealous, right? And and that turns potential buyers or customers off to the point where they don't want anything to do with you as a matter of fact they see you coming coming and they go the opposite direction. So we don't want to come across of being as being obtrusive with how we feel about a certain thing. So it's good to have that passion but it's good to be able to turn it up and turn it down. My, I can recall growing up, my grandma had a, it was an old gas stove. And when she would prepare, preparing herself to make a meal, I would always want to see like her turn the fire up. I was amazed at, at how the fire looked when I was a younger kid, but uh, turn the fire up or turn it down. And I can remember her turning it up and saying, hey, listen, I, the reason I turn it, I don't want to turn it too much up because I can burn or overcook what I'm trying to do. And if I turn it down, it's really not as effective as it could be. So it's, it's important to find the right gauge, the right amount of passion to convey a message uh, with a potential customer. Here's an example of what I mean by that. Uh, there was a provider who uh, who I had waited forever to get to see. It took forever, like months and months and months and months uh, well, I shouldn't say, well, maybe three months at the most to get to get it like a luncheon service with this particular provider. And man, would you know what? I was like so, like, stoked. I was excited because this provider was so important, but I had to wait three months to see her. Uh, and I had so much I wanted to say, but I only had a half an hour to say it in. So as you can imagine, I, was, I had to really uh, choose my words correctly. I had to really... Uh, had the right disposition to see her but I had so much passion I had so much I wanted to say uh, that I'm thinking I there's no way in the world I can get in as much as I want to get in with this particular provider so I had to choose my words really really correctly and had to make sure my body posture and disposition match what I wanted to say that's a whole different A topic for a podcast, but this thing called this passion, this attribute of passion can take you and put you in a position of winning. It's so important. So passion should never be flamboyant, meaning passion should never uh, outshine your message. Passion should never out outshine, outshine your message, you have to know your why to have passion. Here's an example of why it's important to know your why. I had a uh, product years ago. It was a product uh, for a patient with Alzheimer's, and it was mainly for the patient, obviously, uh, but then also for the patient caregiver. My why that got me out of bed for when I was selling that product for a couple years was that I knew that This particular product helped not only the patient, but the patient caregiver, because in that disease state, uh, it's a wear and tear on the caregiver because you have patients who, for all practical purposes, need 24-hour care. Well, this gave them a little bit more independence and being able to do certain things for themselves, and that in return made it easier for the caregiver you see for me my why for that particular that particular season I was uh, teaching on that product was that I knew it made a difference for the caregiver so that was my why I had to do it and quite frankly there are many times when the day could have been done but I knew that I was I had the role at that particular time with that product and making a huge difference man so my passion level, was at an all-time high because I knew the uh, indirect as well as direct effect this particular product had in making a difference in someone's life. So that just gave me more of the add of umph to get things done. Passion should be felt and not seen. Passion should be felt, and this kind of ties in with not being over the top, not being flamboyant, right? Um, Because the last thing you want a customer or someone to think is that you're not authentic in uh, your passion. You don't want to be considered a phony baloney, right? You want it to come across as being sincere and being delivered as sincere. So here's my call to action. Do you have passion? Do you show passion? On a scale of one to 10, what do you see yourself at now as being passionate about what you're doing? Your chosen chosen craft, your chosen profession, occupation. If I would ask someone who knew you and I asked them, hey, what would you gauge um? Uh, Susie or, or Tim or Bob, what would you put them on a scale of passion? What would they say? That's something to think about, right? Because the perception of others, although it's not all inclusive, it, it's important. So you come across as being a very passionate, committed person uh, to what you're doing. Remember, I, I said it before, and I'll, I'll keep saying this. Um, if it's worth doing It is, in fact, worth winning doing it. And I follow that up with this. If, in fact, you're not winning, what are you doing? Who's winning? If you're not winning, who's winning? That's a question. The call to action for us is to really examine this attribute of passion. You see, passion... um, it's, it's noticeable, right? People can feel that. I've heard it oftentimes put or said, I like your energy. What they're saying is I like your passion. That's what they're saying. Now, you don't want them to say, man, I I don't like her energy at all. That's saying they don't like, either you don't have passion or they don't like, hmm, what you consider passion. It's authentic. It's It's indifferent. Hope this is, resonating, hitting home. Um, here's an example of how passion can carry you. So you've heard oftentimes heard me say more than one occasion. Uh, that's the whole crux of this is me sharing the success I've had with these attributes, whether it's, I mean, last session we talked about serving and now we're talking about passion. We still have yet to deal with Compassion and the will to win. But all four of these attributes, I did not learn in corporate America. You heard me right. All four attributes, I did not learn in corporate America. And the odd part is I sit back and I, I'm oftentimes asked, you know, how have you been able to, to be number one more than once in top 5% I'll share them, I'll share these attributes, and they'll look at me like, what? And I want to tell them so bad I, there's this is this is a secret. Serving, passion, compassion, and having the will to win. This is quote unquote the secret sauce. So here's a perfect example uh, of how passion is transferable and how it's an attribute you keep with you. And it will allow for you to win over and over again. And it will actually have, <laughs> this is crazy, one of me versus six people, my territory, and in my profession, oftentimes they, they will dissolve territories, add to territories, expand territories, right? This particular incident with this company, I was number one in the country. So when they realigned, uh, I got offered a, a package. A severance package, which was phenomenal. But here's the thing there was one of me, they replaced me with six people. Six people. A lot of that had to do, I would like to think, was with the passion that my colleague and myself added to that particular geography. And it took six people to do. What we were doing essentially. Passion. Opens opportunity. For you to really 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 be successful. If you lack passion. It's simple. You need to. Ask yourself this one question. What is my why? You see. If you in fact don't know what your why is, how can you rightfully, authentically develop or have passion about it? You don't know you don't have any direction. You don't know what you're working for. What's the cause? And for me it's always been solving a problem, finding out what that problem is, and then doing my due diligence and knowing my why that innately gives me passion. And I like to think that my passion is second to none. If in fact, I know I can help someone and make a difference with what I have to offer, oh, you better believe. No one's going to have more passion than I have to make a difference. And that's what you, the listener, you need to really think about this. No one can do What you do, I don't care how many people they bring in to replace you. Still, no one can do what you do when you're doing it with passion. So you do know that passion is transferable. People can feed or customers can feed off your passion. So what happens if in fact the potential customer you're calling upon doesn't have any any passion and you come in and you lack passion or may even not have enough passion? What does that leave the call? What does that leave the objective? What? Do you really expect to accomplish if it's humdong and drawn out and boring and uh, melancholy? Oh my goodness. Can you see where I'm going with this? It's really not even uh, an option to not to have passion. I'll go on a limb and say it like this. If you lack passion, there is no way you can expect to win big and be number one. That's what this whole podcast is about. I mean, what do you want from doing what you're doing? Do you really want to win? Is that your goal? Is that the objective to make a difference in someone else's life, to make them better than what they were prior to meeting with meeting you? That's how I feel about it. Someone should be a 100 times better because of the encounter with me. If, in fact that's not the case and why even meet me what do i have to offer what can i deposit how can i make this scenario or the situation better than what it was and is is that is it transferable is it is it authentic can it be visually seen these are all questions that, that 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 light my fire i told you my grandma had a a gas oven growing up and i can remember her making so many good things and how she can control uh, how things were cooked. If they were undercooked or if they were cooked enough by her having her hand on that, I think it was called a pilot, and turning it up and turning it down. Or how about this one? I remember her using a match to light the actual pilot to control the fire. So she was... Uh, The fire, she, I mean, she was in the fire, but she controlled the fire. And that's how you should visualize yourself as it pertains to passion. You are the person that can make a difference if, in fact, you have the passion. So, hey, listen, I'm hoping you're getting what I'm sharing, what I'm saying. I really do believe in you. If you're, in fact, listening to this podcast, that says to me, You want to win because that's what this podcast will start it off with. Started off as being um, a a melody of of, of, of four core attributes that if you combine these attributes, there's no way you cannot win. I'm, I'm still intelligent. I'm still winning. Things are phenomenal. Now, what I've noticed about passion, passion will sustain and carry you. Here's my example of that, you know, we, we don't, we can't pick and choose who our managers are, or our colleagues are, um, that's out of our control. However, what we can control is our passion to deal with such. I don't know how many times I've been paired up with in different regions, uh, territories, districts, with colleagues who didn't have the passion uh, that I have, or the managers that were, oftentimes, uh, man, I don't, I don't really know. Uh, <laughs> it's just indifferent, or they just lack passion, or lack um, direction. But yet, until nonetheless, they're the manager. But see, here's my whole point in saying that. Despite all that, the outside circumstances that I was dealing with, that didn't affect my passion because I knew my why. I've been teamed up with some people that were. Oh my goodness. A night and day. But did that affect my passion? No. I've been teamed up here again with managers who I thought I don't know, but that did that affect my passion? No. You see, passion will make you a winner if it's controlled, if you have enough of it, if it's channeled the proper way, if it's authentic, you are unstoppable. So hey, listen. Um as we progress along in this podcast, uh, as I have, I've had before, I've had one particular guest on the show, Doctor. Brendan Bauer, and when we dealt with the attribute of serving, that was phenomenal. I, the The ratings for that particular show was 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 awesome. So I say that to say this: I will in fact be having others uh, on the show as we're dealing with a passion. Now, my goal and objective is to have. Special guest, hopefully next week to really uh, talk about um, this passion and how passion has been played out in her life because she's super successful. So everyone I try to connect with, uh, like to say, I mean, we have a lot in common, uh, and I like to surround myself around people who, who who have won, right, and who have a knack for winning, who are achieving a higher things than I am. That's what it's all about. That's another whole different uh, podcast uh surrounding myself with people who dream and think and who 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 give like I give. So with that being said, uh I want to leave you with this thought. You know, we have uh probably three more weeks of this particular attribute to go out then we'll jump over to uh compassion and then we'll eventually deal with the will to win. What I'm saying is the call to action for you today is this. It's for you to look at your Passion level, right? If in fact it needs to be turned up, then only you have the power of that gauge to turn it up. No one else could ever turn your passion up. But first, you need to understand your why. Why should you be passionate? So, my call to action is just that for you. So, hey, listen, thank you so much for tuning in as always. You're able to listen to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Riker, Google Podcasts, any uh, platform that you can think of as it pertains to uh, podcasting. You can find and listen to Winning with Todd Johnson on that particular uh, platform. So do me a favor, please keep sending in your comments about uh, this podcast show. And 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 also, here's an I actually need two favors. As we try to get the word out about winning with Todd Johnson podcast series, please share this with people. Uh, Mention uh, this to them and also look for us on Instagram as well as Facebook. I'm so excited about how things are progressing along. Thank you for your time. And here again, I never take your precious time um, for granted. I'm so grateful. So I'm going to say this until next time.
1: Bye for now.
0: Hello. Hey, welcome to uh, Winning with Todd Johnson. I am your host, Todd Johnson, and I get the privilege of introducing myself to kind of lay a little bit of background as to who I am uh, and what made me what I am today. So thank you for allowing me to take some uh, time out of your day. So hey, I grew up uh, you know, youngest of three, uh, three siblings, or yeah, total three siblings, I'm the youngest of three. Uh, very, very, very close to my, uh, my dad, uh, and also my mom, but my dad, he uh, uh, really, really uh, helped to shepherd or grow me. Uh, we own two convenience stores, two carry-out stores that were inherited from my, uh, my grandma, my grandfather, and my dad managed those stores, and uh, with that being said, Uh, you know, he chose me to work with him. And I mean, not that my other siblings did not work in the convenience store with him, but he chose me uh, to be the one that would wake up every uh, throughout on the weekends and throughout the summer months to work with him in that store, getting up at 6 a.m. in the morning. And I can recall this from the early age of like eight, right? Literally eight years old, getting to the store that dust off, the cans and sweep the floor in the stores and just help get things prepared to open up so uh, that was a a big portion of my life which I don't regret and and with that being said I had the opportunity I was exposed to uh, very many different people uh, uh, from from the wealthiest to uh, not the wealthiest from all spectrums of life I had the chance to see uh, people who came through that convenience store don't regret any of that because that made me who I am, and just working and dealing and uh, being able to meet people where they're at. So I'm grateful for that experience, and you know, spending summer months with my grandparents, as most of us did, was was very, uh, very good for me. Just in watching and learning, uh, just they were great role models for me. Um, and uh, my grandmother was very nurturing, so uh, that was a big part of make my makeup right now, actually. So uh, growing up, it was uh, just like the average or the normal kid, a uh, middle-class family. Uh, we came from, or upper-middle class, you'd say. We just, the stores were very, very successful, and watching my father handle business was, was always a good thing because that helped to make me who I am and just taking ownership of just things in general. He was a really, really big uh, uh, person and proponent of owning what you do. So we're, we're talking back in the early '80s, right now the '90s, leading up into the '90s, because we we sold the carryouts, at in in that time frame. But that was a building block of who, a uh, big building block of who I am. I should, I mean, that makes up a big building blocks. Make it makes up the big building blocks of who I am today. Okay. Hey Todd, yeah, I'm looking at them right now. yeah I could talk a little bit more about that. I'm doing that right now, actually um, come in of life? Yeah, I could say that. I think I will say that. Um, okay, I'll do that. settle over. Got it. Nah, we didn't do that. I got it. But yeah, I see what you're saying. Hey, welcome to Winning with Todd Johnson. I am Todd Johnson, your host. Thank you for allowing me to take the time to speak with you and, and to share with you. Uh, so, what gives me the right or the privilege, I should say, uh, to be able to talk about winning? I like to share a little bit of my background to kind of give you some insight. As to, to what that really means, so uh, sh- what do I? It's a lot to say. So I am um, uh, the youngest, of, youngest of three, um, and at a very, very, very young age—I'm talking about like an eight years of age—my uh, father chose me to be the one to assist, one of the ones to assist at the store. So that what that basically meant is I was up on the weekends and throughout the summer months at 6 a.m. in the morning, at 8 eight—I mean, at eight years old. Uh, So he would get me to the store, and then uh, I would sweep the floor. I would dust the cans. I would recall this like it was yesterday. I would line the cereal boxes up, that type of thing. I would restock the shelves. uh, And I don't regret any of those. Those are great times. He taught me or gave me a work ethic that's second to none. Um, So with that being said, it was kind of unique and awesome that I got the chance to see and work with people from all social economical backgrounds everything's from the ceo to corporations to mailmen to you name it i saw and i worked with them i was had the opportunity to interact so what that meant for me was i got a chance to see how uh people from different walks of life at uh, well, i got a chance to see how people from i got a chance to work with people from different uh, socioeconomical backgrounds, which was awesome for me, because I that really laid the foundation for me as to how to deal with people in general, uh, deal with people with with respect and love, and those were days that that were priceless for me. Uh, growing up at that time, and we're talking like in the 80s, right? That was a year uh, that the, the convenience store market was just awesome uh, up into the 90s. Uh, being able to see my father interact with people, uh, you know, sometimes it would be one of those scenarios where people would come in and he, they would have established credit, so he would allow them to, to to purchase or get items on credit, which is good for me to see because that allowed for me to see a different side of my father, a different side of the different side of business to be more exact, and um, it, it was refreshing to be able to see that he would be able to extend help to people, right, that needed it, and then how they would come through and repay, and so at the height of the store, I bet he had probably around 15 to 20 employees, so not only did I get the opportunity to work uh, and to see customers come in from different backgrounds, however, some of the employees, uh, some of those uh, uh, men taught me so much, just, just by example and watching so it was just a full-fledged, uh, great experience from uh, from working to be able to see people work, from being able to see people from different walks of life come through those stores. Uh, those are some great times. And we're talking here again in the early 80s, uh, 90s, and uh, I'm, I'm impressionable because I'm able to see people that don't look like me necessarily working uh, for, for my father in a convenience store market. Uh, so with that being said it's being able to see how the front of the businesses work the businesses work yeah uh, to the back from the handling of the money to uh, ordering product to just the overall feeling of uh, a fast market quick market uh exciting market at the time um so 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 that's what was that was my upbringing right and uh, with that being said um always attended uh, quote-unquote private schools and where uh, the exposure there was great. Uh, seeing people from different uh, ethnicities at the school was, was always a, a good thing. And, and uh, you know, successful uh, time in, in high school led up to me joining the United States Navy, uh, where I served for six years honorably, served three years active, three years inactive. I had the chance to, my goodness, visit Australia. Hong Kong Dubai uh, the Philippines uh, you name it um, it was just Abu Dhabi it was just a good time and for me being able to see different parts obviously of, of, of the world right and how people live and how people interacted with one another so all of that uh, combined uh, you know led me up into where I'm at today and um, that time in the United States Navy was so precious uh, served doing desert, uh, Desert Storm, as well as the Persian Gulf crisis, uh, I can recall being aboard the USS Abraham Lincoln, thinking these thoughts: "What am I doing here? Out, out in the Persian Gulf for for six months straight. Six months straight was just uh, was unbelievable. Uh, surrounded by nothing but water, right? Um, and uh, three thousand other sailors aboard the USS Abraham Lincoln, a uh, nuclear power vessel, CV seventy-two. So." So uh, upon honorably um, being discharged from the Navy, I uh, had the opportunity to become employed at what was that time called the Culligan Rehabilitation Hospital um, at MCO. It, that's even, the name of that It's even changed. And I can recall being partnered or paired with um, a gentleman by the name of blank blank. Uh, you know, and um, I guess to my understanding, I, my service and just my congeniality was, was, uh, was meant so much that he mentioned my name to a regional director who was over uh, you know some states in, in the industry and uh, the district manager as well. And they, they said, hey, listen, when you get out of uh, college, you give us a call. And uh, you know, at that time, I had like a month left or two months left in college. And I can recall thinking, I'm gonna give him a call. And sure enough, I graduated college the very, very, very next day, the next day, I gave him a call. He remembered me. He faxed me over an offer, uh, and I haven't looked back since that time. I know that's more than that's twenty minutes. I'm gonna add more to it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know what what more I can say. I, I mentioned her. I said she's loving and very nurturing. I can add more. I, I'm not gonna add more. Cause she, had the, now I didn't realize how much of an impact she had on my life. She did. I don't even have to mention my my mother's mother. She had nothing in my life. Make sure you say it's your father. Yeah, I am. I clarify that. Yep. I will trust me. Oh, yeah. I got so much I can talk about. Yeah. Thank you, babe. Crap. I had to write that down. I didn't even. Can you bring your pit? Never mind. I got one right here, babe. Can we do Guys in the Philippines uh,
1: Mm are
0: preaching. I just heard a chicken, a rooster crow. Change. No, it's different.